0: Welcome back to the TEFL Training Institute podcast, everyone. I'm Ross Thorburn. And this week, my guest on the show is Gail Ellis. Gail is an ELT young learner educator with over 30 years experience as a teacher, teacher trainer, manager and author. Gail has authored many fantastic books for teachers about teaching young learners, including Tell It Again, the storytelling handbook for primary teachers, co-authored with Jean Brewster, Teaching Children How to Learn, co-authored with Nair Ibrahim, and Teaching English to Pre-Primary Children, co-authored with Sandy Moreau. In today's episode, I'm going to be asking Gail about learning to learn and how to do that with primary and pre-primary school students, although I think a lot of the tips you'll hear today would work with students of all age groups. Enjoy the episode! (laughs) Hi, Gail. Welcome to the podcast. To begin with, can you tell us why is teaching children to learn how to learn something worth spending time on in class? Teachers are obviously already so busy. So why is this something that's worth investing time in?
1: Well, I think it's worthwhile teachers teaching all students, whatever their age, to learn how to learn because it helps students become more aware of their own learning preferences and of how they learn and that in turn makes them more successful and I've noticed that with children who are extremely astute at reflecting on their learning they become much more motivated, they become more curious, they become more active learners Obviously, it's a long, long process. It's not a like today we're going to do learning to learn and, and that's it. It's a lifelong process, really. And what you said at the beginning that teachers are really, really busy and often um, they may feel that this is one more thing we've got to include in our lessons. But it does take some time, and it's really, really important that teachers are very careful about their time management. For example, just the simple strategy of reviewing work at the end of a lesson, it need not take anything more than five minutes, if that, but very often because of poor time management, teachers run out of time, suddenly the bell goes and the children rush off or or whatever, or they think I must just do that extra activity that I planned. And it's not worth it because it's more beneficial for the students to reflect on what they have done and what they have learnt than to move on to another activity or to to completely miss out this opportunity to reflect.
0: Great. Now, the first step in learning to learn isn't reflecting, but actually planning. So this is using your plan do review model. Can you tell us what should teachers do before an activity that can encourage students to learn how to learn?
1: Well, this is based on the plan, do, review model that I think it provides an excellent structure for integrating learning to learn into lessons. And in fact, the planning stage is also very much to do with reflecting and reviewing. So the planning stage could, for example, include, let's just recap on what we did in the last lesson. And that activates children's memories. It also keeps the thread of learning intact from one lesson to the next. It makes it more meaningful. It could also include informing the students or the children, this is what we're going to do today. So it's explicit. Learning is explicit. This is what we're going to learn today. And then they can negotiate what we call or what is called success success. Criteria. So, for example, you introduce a particular activity, and the children, together with the teacher, think about what they need to do in order to complete that activity successfully. And this is all part of the uh, assessment for learning approach. So, if the children are clear about what they're going to do, what they're going to learn, and what they need to do to do it successfully, then That, again, has a very important impact on children's motivation and desire to learn.
0: I think something else that impacts on motivation for students of all age groups is understanding why the teacher is getting you to do a certain activity. Is it worth also telling students their reasons behind why we're doing a particular task? and maybe sharing some of our decision-making with students?
1: Yes, well, the what and the why, it's all part of informing children. It makes it purposeful, meaningful. So they invest more interest and energy into a particular activity. So it's very important that there is a justification. And in fact, what it means is that the teacher is sharing information with the students that sometimes is not shared with the students and Anita Wendon in her book she talks about blind activities or informed activities so blind activities are when you you know I've seen adult students in the classroom they look up and they think what are we doing? What, what why are we doing this? <laughs> but it's so important to inform even children, you know, they, they need to know as well. And it helps the teacher set up an equal partnership in the classroom and as part of having a democratic classroom that they share information that is the right of the child to know as well.
0: So given all that, Gil, could you give us an example of an activity for young learners and talk us through? Some of those success criteria and the rationale for the activity, which, as you say, students deserve to be told about.
1: Yes. Okay. This is a picture dictation. This is a very common activity. Well, for all that can be used with learners of all ages, but it's often used with children because it involves drawing. So it's multi-sensorial, and it's when the teacher dictates, for example, descriptions. And the children listen, so the focus is on listening, understanding, and then drawing to show their understanding. So the teacher is dictating the clothes that a little boy is wearing. So what's Fred wearing? So part of the plan thing is to explain the learning aims of the activity. We're going to learn adjectives for colours and size nouns for clothes and how to listen carefully. So you've got also the meta language there we're using with children, adjectives, nouns, and especially in context where I work in France, children learn to analyse language. So they're familiar with the meta language in French. So Identify the success criteria. So this is what you need to do in order to successfully complete this activity. Listen carefully to the adjectives for colors and size. Can you give me some examples of some colors? Can you give me some examples of size? You know, so it's absolutely clear. Listen carefully for the nouns of the clothes. Can you give me some examples of some clothes? For example, jumper, trousers. Draw the descriptions carefully and ask your teacher to repeat if necessary so that the children are not just being treated as passive learners. They are being encouraged to be proactive and that if they didn't understand the first time, usually the teacher will repeat the descriptions maybe two or three times. That doesn't matter. That's fine. It's more exposure. But the children are also being invited to ask her to repeat yet again and be proactive, take, take control of their own learning.
0: And I suppose that's also a good communication strategy for students to learn as well, that when the teacher says something you don't understand, then you can ask them to repeat
1: Absolutely. It. Absolutely. And the more the children become used to this type of approach, it, once you're in term two or three uh, after having done this several times, you won't need to re- negotiate the success criteria again if you say we're going to do a picture dictation because they know what they've got to do. And also, you see, you can then in the review section focus on the learning strategies. So it's all about listening here for specific information as opposed to listening for GIST.
0: We've talked about the plan stage in plan do review. Can you tell us briefly about the do stage? Are students doing anything differently when the teacher is focused on helping the students learn how to learn than they would do normally when running an activity?
1: So Yes, the the do part is very much active doing, depending on what the task is. So I suppose it's experimenting with the language, but also with the different uh, learning strategies that the task requires you to use. And then the key parts, though, are the plan and the review.
0: Now, the review stage has come up a few times already in this conversation. How can teachers encourage students to reflect on their learning after an activity I used to work in a school where we would get students to self-assess by ticking these smiley face boxes, but I found that kids usually did this without thinking. So how can teachers scaffold that self-reflection for students so that it becomes meaningful?
1: I think if a teacher always uses the same techniques like smiley faces or thumbs up, it risks becoming mechanical. And the children just think, oh, we've, you know, we did that yesterday, or we've already done that. Here we go again. What's the point in this? Because often in course books you'll get the opportunity for children to review via perhaps smiley faces or some other icon. And it's not taken any further. What the teacher needs to do then is to probe uh, further by asking um, questions uh, to, to reflect. Uh, so, so why did you give yourself a very, very smiley face? What did you do well? What did you learn? How did you learn it? And if you didn't do particularly well, why not? What do you need to improve? Because there's no point doing self assessment, if it doesn't lead to taking next steps. And and you see, it's so, often often all it is is a color the smiley face or tick the box and 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 that's it. so it's and it does become mechanical. And in teaching children how to learn, we've tried to vary the visual aspect of the self-assessment each time so that the icons or the drawings are linked to the theme of the activity. So with the picture dictation, the children have to colour caps that Fred is wearing. So three caps, excellent, I understood all the nouns and adjectives and drew them correctly. So again, they're justifying why they gave themselves excellent. Two caps, good, I understood most of the nouns and adjectives and drew them correctly. One cap, okay, I need to revise. And then what do you need to revise? How are you going to do that?
0: You mentioned there that for these reflections to actually be useful, they need to lead to some kind of future action for the students. What can teachers do to encourage young learners to take what they've learned through reviewing and reflecting and use that to help them improve, for example, by maybe deciding that they need to revise something?
1: Yes, well, they would need to make a decide what it is they would need to revise and then think about how they're going to do that. And another technique that is integrated into teaching children how to learn is a, what we call a share stage, where the children are encouraged to take the activity from the classroom into the home and share with their family. Now, obviously, that requires parents to have the time, but they don't necessarily have to be able to speak English But the child can play the role as the teacher and the child could do a picture dictation with their family members or their siblings, you know. And so it maximizes learning time and it extends it from the classroom to the home. So it's not just learning that is going on in a formal school environment. It can make it more purposeful as well. So that's another way to revise, to extend. And again, once oh, yes. once they start doing it, they kind of get into that kind of habit of doing it. And, you know, it's bonding for children to be able to share their their learning with their family.
0: time everyone. That was Gail Ellis. For more on this topic from Gail, check out her book co-authored with Nir Ibrahim called Teaching Children How to Learn. For more podcasts, visit our website www.tefeltraininginstitute.com. If you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us, you can click on the link in the show notes to buy us a coffee. And don't forget to share the show with your colleagues. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you again next time. Goodbye.